Welcome to the Berkeley Journal of International Law's podcast, Trevo. I'm your host, Haley Duradawan, and this is The Current State. Today, I will be speaking with Trevo contributor Shan Yu Ma on his recent piece for the Bijul blog. Hi, Shan Yu. Can you start us off today by telling us a bit about your current events piece? Hi, Haley, definitely. So on October the 7th, Poland's Constitutional Tribunal concluded that the Polish Constitution takes precedence over some European Union laws. This decision is remarkable in its explicit challenge to the primacy of EU law and the Court of Justice of the European Union, both of which serve as legal foundations for European integration. The ruling came about as a result of a request from Polish Prime Minister in March 2021 to rule on the conflicts between EU law and the Polish Constitution. In its ruling, the tribunal held that the EU legislation and interpretations by the CGEU may cause Poland to not function as a sovereign and democratic state, and that the Polish constitution takes precedence in terms of binding force and application. In response, the European Commission reaffirmed that the EU law takes precedence over national constitutional provisions, and that national courts should accept the CGEU's authority regarding its interpretation of EU law. This controversial decision comes after Poland's ruling Law and Justice Party crippled Warsaw's Supreme Judicial Body through court-cramming, legislative bombardment, and even refusal to publish judgments. However, despite these facts, EU law's significant internal issues, including a striking competence dilemma and lack of democratic legitimacy, also contributed to the Polish Constitutional Tribunal's decision. So what exactly did the Polish Constitutional Tribunal say in its ruling? The Polish court's ruling called into question the constitutionality of EU law primarily under two categories. The first is the validity of EU primary legislation. The tribunal determined that Article 1 and Article 4, Clause 3, commonly referred to as EU member states' duty of sincere cooperation of the Treaty on European Union, are incompatible with the Polish constitution. Holding violated Poland constitution and uh, the established precedence of the tribunal. In making this decision, the tribunal disregarded Article 9 of the Polish Constitution, which states that Poland shall respect international law binding upon it, and Article 90, Clause 1, which delegates part of Polish authority's competence to international organizations and institutions, and Article 91, Clause 2, which provides that international agreements, including EU treaties, take precedence over Polish statutes in the event of a conflict. Furthermore, the tribunal disregarded is established case law resolving disputes between the Polish constitution and EU legislation. This includes K18-4, which affirmed that the 2004 EU accession treaty is compliance with the Polish constitution. As a result, this judgment lacks the legal rationale of a true judicial opinion and bears more resemblance to a political decision targeting the EU influence over Poland. Second, The tribunal sought to invalidate the CGU's interpretation of EU law. The tribunal disputed Article 19, uh, Clause 1 of the TEU, which vests the CGU with the authority to implement uniform interpretation and application of EU legislation. In Judge Piotr's dissenting opinion, he claimed that the purpose of the Polish Prime Minister's request was to undermine the effects of specific CGU rulings rather than to invalidate EU primary legislation. However, 
such a distinction between repealing EU primary law and CGU's ruling makes no difference as both rationales undermine the very foundations of the EU legal order. The EU is founded on member states' shared values and seeks to create an ever closer union. Given EU member states' diverse traditions, histories, and cultures, the CGU is the essential legal mechanism for accomplishing that goal. Preventing the implications of the CGU's ruling will likely cause the European integration process to stall, if not reverse itself. Is this essentially a Polish Brexit situation? What is the status of Poland's membership in the EU? Regarding the dilemma caused by the Polish Constitutional Tribunal's judgment, Daniel Sambiento argues that it is de facto legal plexit to the extent that Polish government implements it, resulting in no integration through law, no reference to CGEU, and no judicial cooperation. By contrast, Maximilian Steinbeis maintains that the Poland will remain an EU member until the Polish government pushes the TU Article 50 button. Marine Chairman and Tom Thones proposed a bolder approach, considering that the possibility of a collective withdrawal by the liberal democracies from the EU under Article 50 of the TEU and establishing an EU 2.0 composed of states that abide by the TEU Article 2. On the other hand, Maciej Krogo urges the public to not evoke the ghosts of European disintegration by invoking the legal exit as a welcome solution particularly given that the TEU Article 3, Clause 1, states that the aims of EU are not only to promote its values, but also promote peace and well-being of its people. And in times like this, the defense of the latter is critical if Europe is to avoid a new Cold War. Krogo's assessment is vice. Allowing Plexit or creating an EU 2.0 at first appears to be an effective solution that severs troubled ties but ignores the potential of a new Iron Curtain across the continent. Such an outlook places unrealistic optimism in insulating authoritarian member states in order to persuade and even compel them to recommit to EU core values. This strategy ignores the fact that the isolation may also infuriate these countries, causing them to embrace authoritarianism even more recklessly. More importantly, it misses more fundamental questions, such as, what is the EU legal order in nature? What problems arose from it? And can Polexit or EU 2.0 address them? Now that you've raised that point, let me ask, what is the EU legal order in nature? The EU is an international organization by birth, but has become highly constitutionalized through evolution. This reflects itself in the EU legal order, which is primarily based on two principles, the direct effect and primacy of EU law. These two principles retrospectively laid the foundation of the EU legal order on both states and their citizens, distinguishing it from international law, which is based on agreements between sovereign states. However, as the effect of EU law permits into domestic domains, jurisdictions between the CGEU and domestic courts, especially the constitutional courts, begin to overlap. This situation is often referred to as competence-competence. In response to CGEU's constitutional threats, member states' constitutional courts adopted the Constitutional Identity Test. This test is more frequently used by several member states as a veil for nationalist moves, particularly by Hungary and Poland. The CGEU in Carico responded by reiterating constitutional traditions common to the member states. 
However, in recent years, the EU has done little to act on violations of EU fundamental principles by Hungary and Poland, primarily because of its insufficient democratic legitimacy. The current confidence crisis between the EU and some of its nationalist member states demonstrates that nationalism sometimes possesses greater power than universal values in terms of political mobilization and legitimacy. The EU legal order, which is built on a heterogeneous society, will undoubtedly face confidence conflicts in the long run, and member states' constitutional courts will continue to place their constitutional boundaries at their own discretion. I hate to do this to you, but I ask this question every episode, and I think it's really interesting to hear the responses. What are your big concluding thoughts on the EU, Poland, and the Polish Constitutional Court ruling? The EU is a major achievement not only for Europe but also for human society in establishing supranational political and economic unions. The EU legal order, in turn, served as a valuable case study of legal pluralism. However, the Polish Constitutional Tribunal's judgment casts a shadow over its future. This case is part of a grooming trend for member states' national constitutional courts to resist the influence of EU law and CGU's rulings. If the CGU does not take radical steps to protect the EU shared founding values and the EU does not make sweeping reforms, the constitutional characteristics of the EU legal order will be damaged and even diminished. Thank you for coming to speak with us today, Zhang Yu. This is an extremely interesting topic, and I'll be sure to keep an eye out for what happens next. Listeners, if you would like to read the full article, head on over to our blog also, and very conveniently, named Travel. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Travaux is brought to you by Haley Duradawan, Kayleen Kosla, and the members of the online team at the Berkeley Journal of International Law. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please write to us at berkeley.travaux at gmail.com. While we're committed to bringing you international and comparative law news and insight, our podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be current. Please check out the Berkeley Journal of International Law's blog, Travo. See you next week. Au revoir.